0: You're listening to MAGRITO Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at
1: MAGRITO. Find all the MAGRITO Podcast Network shows over at MAGRITO.net.
2: Ladies and gentlemen and low lives, thank you for checking into another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, ghbuds.com, or pay them a visit in person, live and direct here in Chula Vista. Make sure you take your Emo Brown social club member card to get 15% off and make it clack. Cause if it shit don't collect, you know it's whack. We've got two of the head honchos here today from Grasshopper with us: David, the black belt, and the owner, ladies and gentlemen, the Grasshopper boys. Thank you, thank you. What's up, man? You're gonna be here. Welcome back. It's been it's been what at least a year. It's, it's been about a year. About a year. It's, it's actually been more than a year. Cause you just went through your first anniversary, April 20th. Felicidades! First off, congratulations, bro. That's fucking. That's a tall task to meet. I was just telling you, one of your partners over here that I, I wanted to make sure that the brew was at least open for three years. And now here we are year five. So I know how important year one is. Year one is a big deal. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us a little bit about the business venture. How has the first year been? You guys are some awesome dudes, bro.
0: Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're local Chula Vista residents. Grown up here in uh, Chula Vista. Predominantly majority of my life, right? After college, I moved away a little bit. But made full circle back down here, raising (laughs) my family, married that whole deal in uh, lovely Chila Vista. And I met David through uh, Alliance. We were training over at Alliance BJJ in Eastlake. Being jiu-jitsu heads, bro. So uh, I was like, this guy, you know, he he was in there. He's running like their morning program and things like that. And everybody had great things to say about him and things like that. You know, Long story short, we we uh, we'd connected, made a friendship there, and uh, when an opportunity had come to open up Grasshopper, or begin to investigate about the opportunities to be able to sell legal cannabis in Chula Vista, um, you know, I had shared my vision, you know, or or my dream, hey, eh? you know, this would be fantastic. Imagine being able to do this. He's like, yeah, it, you know, it, it would be spectacular. And lo and behold, you know, we. Uh, there's a big team, it's just not David and I, but um, you know, it was a collaborative collaborative effort and we were able to pull it off. So
2: Well, congrats, man. I know the work and in, involved from the last conversation we had. I saw that it's kind of cool to be there from the beginning when you guys are kinda like, you know, assembling the ideas and then actually sit down and talk to you when close to the end. The middle to the end, when you are procuring all the licenses, getting all the pieces together, the aesthetics at the spot, putting that spot together for these guy who whoever has not gone there yet. Do yourself a favor, get out there, check out what Grasshopper's all about, man. It's fucking, it's a beautiful spot, Andy. You you guys legitimately killed it in, in making it feel very welcoming. Dispensaries as a whole sometimes are a little overwhelming to newcomers. You know, people go show up, they see security guards, they see lines, they see forms you gotta fill. It could be a little off-putting to some, but you guys created an environment where it's like very chill and relaxed. You come in, you wait, you look it in. Everyone's super friendly, bro.
0: Yeah, we- um- I mean, we're selling weed for a living, you know, try not to take that too serious in there. Everybody should be smiling. Everybody should be having fun, you know, Mm -hmm. and we try to keep the morale up in our place. We, you know, we're really close to our employees, a lot of bonding time with them and things like that. We give back a lot to the community. We do events there, cookouts. We participate in you know, Toys for Tots, other things here in Chula Vista, supporting local athletes and things like that, because, uh, you know, we have roots here in Chula Vista. We have roots in San Diego in general, and uh, and we like it. You know, we we enjoy seeing those uh, repeat customers and friendly faces, and um, we have a, a, a very high percentage of returning customers every day, and I think it's a testament to show that, you know, like you said, they love the place. They love the people. You know, the are the the people that are you know, that, that are working at Grasshopper. They're friendly, and um, we, we couldn't be luckier. You know, and it's uh, it's been a group effort. Certainly, I mean, the every we've had people that have been with us since day one, and um, can't thank them enough. You know, everybody knows who they are, and we've been super uh, fortunate in that sense. And our numbers. <laughs> have been growing. We've been, uh, we've been doing well. And, uh, you know, w- what else can I tell you? It's, it's a success story and a success story for Chula Vista and, you know, couldn't be happier about
2: that. You pull on the, t- on the, on the emotional strings of the community, because like you said, you are from the community, you support local athletes, you support us, man. You're the sponsor of the Emo Brown podcast and everything we do. It may play a huge role in everything we do. David holds it down on the daily basis. You are the manager the general manager, the black belt in customer service and slinging of the weed. Tell me
1: a little about the experience for the first year, bro. The first year was pretty rough, you know. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but we're out here, we're doing it. You know, I have a good team, a good support team, you know, people that I can really count on. Like Andy said, you know, we really pride ourselves on our employees. You know, we... No, they have our backs you know we we got good we got a good team at grasshopper take me through the daily day basis
2: for you bro as a manager at a dispensary the first legal dispensary in chula vista because there was a slew of other dispensaries but one by one they all started getting shut down kind of clearing the path for what you guys were doing because you did it the right way you went through the the, the proper channels procured the proper uh, application forms permitting and Shook hands with all the people that needed hands shook to get to this level, man. Now that it's open, take me through the day. The day? Um, when does it start? When do you guys open?
1: We open at 7 a.m. Damn, Close And it's busy down. from 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. There's already a line. Get it, man. Yep. We got that wake and bake from 7 to 8 there. Go ahead. You know, people hitting it up before they go to work or before they get their day started. You know, we get a 15% off wake and bake. So a lot of people take, take advantage of that.
2: I think people for the most part before the dispensaries were, 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 were a force in the Chula Vista, you know, I want to say it's underestimated the amount of people that actually, you know, smoke cannabis. I don't think people were really quite ready to wrap their head around how many people smoke joints in the morning, how many people smoke weed throughout the day, medicinal, recreational, it's something that is a fabric of the fiber of San Diego, sure. a fabric of the fiber here in Chula Vista, I feel like the city finally caught on to what was really going on. And obviously they see a way that if you can monetize and profiteer and benefit from these things, why not? You know, it's for the city. It goes to the taxes. Money's being made by the city. But people really depend on you and your services. It's not like a, a high school afternoon hobby. Like once upon a time, it was when, like when we were in high school, it's like, ah, yeah, smoking weed, blah, blah. It's a legit business, bro. It's a top tier business.
0: Yeah, I mean, people need their cup of coffee, right? People need their uh, people need their joints. People need their cannabis. People need their Pro Tabs. People need their edibles. You know, people want their vapes.
1: People need their medicine. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and, I, re- I heard you refer to them as your customers as patients. In,
0: in in some sense, yes. You know, some some people are going in there because anxiety or whatever. You know, another and the majority of it is for recreational purposes because it takes the edge off. But you know what? It's nice to be able to have that option. Hell yeah. And and weed honestly is like one of those things that you could do where you're not gonna you're not gonna wreck the rest of your day, you know. And um, so
2: it, I've wrecked the rest of my day before, dog. I'm hanging, I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. You know, I fucking smoked one time, uh, <laughs> like for a Padre game. It was like a it was like a one p.m. Padre game. Psh, I don't remember. The game was done for me. It was like a lightweight, bro. Like I barely like you know I'm barely getting into the mix, into the swing of it. I feel like I'm finally like. I'm at a point where I feel like I can take a step back and relax and enjoy and and just kind of live my day around that if I'm going to do that. Was there
0: alcohol involved before or after? Hey, bro, come on, dog.
2: I'm afraid to do both. Me cruzo. I only do one at a time right right. now. Yeah. I'm a super, duper lightweight, bro. But you open at seven. Wake and bake specials are on. There's a lot of people who aren't lightweights than me that are already waiting in line when you guys get there. It yeah.
0: makes sense. I mean, if, if it's something that you're going to be consuming on a daily basis, C-way. why not save money on it? Yeah. You can make it there at 7 o'clock or you could order from the deli because the delivery will actually run their wake and bake later. You can get your stuff delivered. You save. Hit me with the
1: hours for the delivery. 8 to 9.30, wake and bake. All right. Nice. Wake and bake special. Fifteen <sighs> percent off your order.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you got a little discipline. You could schedule your orders. You're going to be saving money just about every time, you know?
2: Hell yeah, man. What's the biggest mover at Grasshopper? Brand wise? Let's go with brand.
1: Let's go with vape, edibles, pre-rolls, flower. Stizzy moves. Yeah. Stizzy is a big mover. Um, vapes. Big name in the industry.
2: Definitely big name. You guys work with them before? Yeah. What kind of relationship do you guys have? Like collaborative products? Um, are you like one of the major vendors here in San Diego, in Chula Vista?
1: Definitely one of the major vendors in San Diego. Um, But yeah, Stizzy moves very well. People come in, go right for that vape wall. You know, Mm. Stizzy accounts for a lot, a lot of it. Um, What else? Falcon Brands, which is crew and, you know, different. They have a whole different array of products. Flowers, carts, vapes, um, concentrates, pre-rolls, infused, not infused. So, dude, there's a catalog of all the products that you guys
2: potentially have access to. Right. And then like a novice like me kind of getting into it, I can get lost. Like, I know what I like. I like, oh, let's have a pre-roll. Boom. And I go, okay, you know, what? I just took a little bit of flour so I can do like at home. Boom. But then I hear people at work or people just here at the businesses and in the community just tell me, oh, I use this edible and I need a 50 milligram edible or I need this edible because it's going to help me because of this and I need a 10 milligram. edible. So people take edibles every day when they get up. You know, it's like, I think it's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, the uh, the range of fl- of just different flower and different weed and different cannabis that's offered is, is I mean, it's just, I, I, and uh, it's not that it's unparalleled to other places. It's just that right now is such a good time to be able to go in there and see like the best of the best, you know, because we'll go to the Hall of Flowers. We just came back from Palm Springs a, a couple of weeks ago and we're out there looking, we're trying to see as far as who's doing what, who's who's moving, you know, crazy numbers, who's, you know, who's cultivating the best.
2: So you got to keep your finger on the pulse of the industry as it relates to not only the product of the flower, but the branding and the people pushing in that market. And obviously since you're, you know, you you probably select the best of the best of everything that you want. You figure out, you know what, these guys are, they got a high trajectory right now. They got, Steve's got a lot of word on uh, on the streets behind them, pushing them. And then you just swoop them up and start vending for them.
0: But we do, and I mean, we're really driven by trying to be- bring the best items nice, and at the best price, too. You know, I mean, we're really conscious about making something as affordable as as, po- as as possible, you know, because a lot of people come in, they're like, hey, you know what, my suggested retail price for this Don Julio, for instance, is like $99. And you're like, great, you know, that's your suggested price. You know, I know my market because I live here and I know the people. And the right price is sixty-five, okay, or whatever it is, you know. So having that local knowledge here also allows us to be able to 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 have our thumb on the pulse, like you say, you know, and kind of stay ahead of the curve.
2: Have the best prices
0: and have the best prices. I
2: mean, that's the best way to capitalize and dominate the industry in your market. Offer the
0: best stuff, you know, because I mean, people like, hey, they bring in stuff all the time, and we'll go through it. You know, it's not going to like a lab. It's not going for this guy. It's not. You know, that stuff's coming straight to David and I, and, you know, we're like firsthand testing that. We'll be like, dude, this thing is fire, or, it's not so good, or such and such came in. This is their best OG. And, I mean, and, uh, it, you know, it just, it's not hitting the way that it should. And, you know, having that much, you know, that much things at your back and call like that, you know, at, you know, at your uh, availability at any time really, uh,
2: really does make you an expert at that, you know? How many employees do you currently have? At the shop. How many people work directly under you guys? 46. In the, su madre bro. At the dispo. That's a lot. That's a, oh, hell yeah. I I wasn't anticipating maybe like 15, 20, 46 is a lot. And that's all specifically for the dis, the dispo.
1: Bud tenders, back of house, nice. inventory, receiving all of it. Busiest time of the day? Busiest time of the day, uh, 4 p.m. and on. So 4 p.m., how many bud tenders do you guys
2: generally have on? About seven to eight. in serio? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah.
1: Pumping.
2: For real pumping. I've been there. I've been there on a Friday, like at two. And I'm looking out and I'm like, damn, I just texted. I'm like, hey, man, I'm here. Because I see that line and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be there a minute. People are slammed in there. But seven to eight working at 4 p.m., like your happy hour, the busiest time, people get in and get out then. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about the clientele. What kind, what's your normal clientele look like? Who's your normal customer? Or is it just spread across the spectrum?
1: Definitely across the spectrum. You know, we got... You know, we got elderly people coming in, getting their their creams and their and their flour and whatever helps them with their ailments. Um, we got athletes coming in, a lot of jujitsu guys coming in. We got students, young, old, all kinds of people—moms, pops, grandpas, grandmas—for all different ailments. Coaches, for pleasure, coaches, for- teachers, doctors, lawyers. Yeah, you know. I mean. It's really no surprise to me,
2: you know. Growing up and and just living here, you know who smokes, you know who doesn't, you know. It's everybody way no mom is. I mean, it's everybody. Well, we grew up here. People were smoking in high school, middle school. It's got older. The teachers are fucking smoking. You get older and older. It's like you got fucking city officials smoking. Right. You got people putting the laws in, in in our community, in our city. You know, and they're smoking. So it's like you take a stuff back. You're like, wait a minute, everybody fucking smokes. everybody's out here doing their thing. It's only obvious that once you made it legal to sell and to house and to do it by delivery at your own dispensary, your own brick and mortar, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but it's it's still like, oh, wow, man, you own the first dispensary, legal dispensary in Chula Vista. So it's kind of like, that's a, that's momentous.
0: Oh my God, it's a dream come true.
2: I don't doubt it, man. It
0: really is, you know, I mean, you can't have uh it goes without, I mean, I, I can't express it enough, you know, how, what you feel when, when, you know, you sit back and you think, you know what, I was like, in high school, you're like smoking weed behind Taco Bell or whatever the hell, you
2: know. Oh, that was the spot? Mine was and a 700 building. And, and now, <laughs>
0: you know, people are like, holy shit, you know, Andres, fucking own grasshopper, you know, you're, and uh, so, yes, man, it, it, it's a dream come true, and um, here we are, you know, it, it's. Pretty epic to to, to think about.
2: So. Give me your first obstacle, the biggest obstacle that you faced in your first year of operation. Is there something you underestimated? Is there something you overestimated? I mean, it's just really running with your choice, with
0: your decisions, right? Sometimes you're like, well, you, you plan something and you start having second thoughts on whether or not it, you know it's the right way to execute, but. Basically, if you execute and 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 you're adamant about something, you're going you know 100 miles an hour. It, you'll find out fast if you've made the wrong decision, you know, because you're going so fast.
2: So it's just the the the, the not knowing, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it's just the not knowing, and sometimes it could be like, well, is this you know? But you just have to trust what you're doing and be like, you know what? I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I'm gonna stick to my cardio. I'm gonna stick to my training. Your
2: consistency eventually irons out all the wrinkles that you face in the, you know, in the first year of operation, you know I mean? can I can speak from experience here too, man. The first year of operation is way different than now pushing on your five operation, you know, the first year of operation, everything was new to us. Yeah. You should, you, you know, about weed. Yeah. You know about beer, you know how to sell beer, but everything else that was involved it, is completely new. And that's what we went through here. You know, okay, we're selling beer. Oh, but we need to do this report. Oh, we need to do that report. Or oh, we need to pre-order how much uh, grain we're going to need to make this product. You guys didn't have that ratio. You didn't have that that historical data to, to kind of lean back on. It was like, okay, we've been open a month. Oh shit, do you think we're going to be busier or a little less busier on month two? I don't know. But then by that month six, month seven, like, all right, you know what? We we normally have this at this time. And on this date of the month, is usually like this. So now you've developed that, you know, the history and, and how to read and the routine of, of daily operation at Grasshopper. So year two is like, fuck. Here we go. Let's go. Let's take it to the next level. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to
0: be able to sharpen yourself and make yourself better in every way. And now, I think that with a year in us, we could take a step back and not be like so emotional about it, right? And be like, hey, where can we make things better? Yes, Where sir. can we improve? You know, our social media, hundred percent. Where can we re- improve? You know, our our gear, our merchandise, our logo, our branding. You know, more. Uh, more events here in the community, more...
2: You guys kill it in the events, man. Thank you, man. People yeah. people know a grasshopper event when, when they say, oh, I'm going to go to the dispensary and get some. What was there? Oh, a taco shop? Oh, we were having tacos. What? They had pop-up tacos? You guys have DJs? It's, it's a party. We, yeah. uh, we want to keep it fun, you know? We
0: want people yes. to, to come back and then we want them to
2: come, grab some weed,
0: grab what you need, grab a drink, grab... You know, a Hawaiian ice. Get some Dole Whip, whatever. What What's going on there? <laughs> some toasty locals. You know, we always. You
2: got to- you got Black Belt David over here teaching a seminar on you know on the baseball choke. It's like, oh, you know, you got things going on. Right.
1: That's extra. That's extra. that's extra. You got to pay extra for that shit. <laughs> like, Why is David in a singlet
2: over there? <laughs> Wrong sport, brother. <laughs> right.
1: So
0: um, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been good, you know, and. Is there things that we can improve on? Absolutely. Are we open to that? Yes. And uh, but we have good momentum, you know. Yeah, you do, and man. We certainly want to keep that up. We want to keep everybody proud of us. We wanna, <laughs> people are like, "Hey, you guys are great. We love you." And we, we want to, you know, we're like, we want to keep that, that that flame going in everybody's heart, right? So um, we want to be number one. We want to stay number one. And uh, so that's where we're at, man. That's our plan is is really just to. Do um, more things here with the
2: city, and how has the city been working with with the city? Um, being the first dispensary in Chula Vista, do they come out often? Are they supporting? They've been great. Yeah, I mean,
0: they've been great. You know, um, we've had a good relationship with the city. They've had they've
2: been nothing but supportive, and we have nothing but good things to say. Yeah, I've seen Mayor Mary there at the events, bro. I've seen some of the other people that are like city managers or or other officials within city government. I'm like. This is awesome. And I even remember talking to them and be like, how awesome is this? When you guys got your position, did you think you'd guys be at the inaugural opening of, you know, Chula Vista's very first legal dispensary? And they were taking it back too. And now it's just become second nature. It's one of those businesses that just is like, oh, name a Chula Vista business where it started. Uh, Lolita's, uh, Grasshopper. You know, it's become that. It's like it's just become one with the city. Now you're on year two and there's other dispensaries. How many legal dispensaries are in Chula Vista now?
1: Marginash has two, um, California Holistics, and then I think there's uh, Element something coming. Okay. So
2: that being the case, did it affect anything for you guys? Did you remain busy? Did you see a decline? Is it like in the beer industry where the more the merrier? Like people always ask me, bro, you got a brewery down the block. You got a tasting room on the side. You got another one down the block. Aren't you worried? Aren't you scared? And for us, it was like, no, man, the more the merrier. As soon as as your area becomes recognized, oh, that place has breweries or that place offers a bunch of beer, let's go to all of them. You know, we want more heads, more people, more feet on the block. Does it work the same way in, in the cannabis industry?
0: I mean, ultimately, when there's more exposure out there, right, and there's more like access to cannabis and people are going to start narrowing down as far as what they want, what they're looking for. And you're right. You know, you, you acknowledge, you find out that you like beer, you know, and then you start visiting breweries, you know, and uh, downtown, for instance, right? I mean, you go to downtown because there's several locations where you could eat, you can enjoy yourself, not because there's one spot. Correct.
2: Right there, right? Because we're of a destination location as opposed to like, I'm going to go here, and then I'm going to leave.
0: Yes. I mean, is Chula Vista a said destination location? No. You know, I mean, predominantly we're here to serve the community, we're big on the Chula Vista community. Um, and as far as it affecting us you know nothing to where it was certainly detrimental i mean we're still our, our numbers are still are, are, are still ask, you know i think they went down a little bit like the for the first 30 days and then they started picking back up and and uh, it's and we know by like our every our everyday recurring pay our recurring customer count as far as who's coming in how many people, how many new customers we have every day. So we've been able to gauge that more than any data for everything. Yeah. More than anything. We have just seen like, like, you know, that now where, where everything's costing more money with inflation, gasoline and food and everything that people, you know, we'll have the same amount of people coming in, but maybe they spend a little less, you know, because, well, they have other things
2: that they got us that, that are necessities, so to speak. Right. Has the average cost of the product increased? With, with, with price hikes, has it decreased? Has it maintained? What, 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 how does the industry look?
0: It's an interesting... I mean, it's it's a commodities market, you know, so it kind of moves around. But David absolutely will be able to tell you more about that because...
1: Flower-wise? He, he grinds,
0: he's, this guy right here is the guy that's grinding them down for
1: the price. Hell yeah. Price is definitely going down. Flower-wise, there's a surplus on the market. Is it really? 100%. Well, isn't
2: that some brilliant news finally? Because all we hear is like, this is going up. The cost of this is going up. This is
1: going increasing. Not in the cannabis industry then. A surplus of flour. Surplus for sure. And that affects everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just drops down to the vapes and everything else. So times are good for cannabis. Um, but people are having to make the decision between a tank of gas, you know, a tank of gas or an eighth of top shelf, you know. Mm. So like Andy said, you know, we got the same amount of customers coming in, they're just spending a little bit less. You know, everybody's tougher. Tough for money and, these and days. And
0: there's nothing wrong with that. You no, know? I mean we really have some like, there's phenomenal weed really across all the board of that. People always ask me like, "Hey, what do you smoke?" Right, and I could pick something off every single shelf that would just like blow somebody's socks off.
1: We got something for
2: everybody. What's your favorite? What's your favorite strain? Do, do you smoke joints, pre rolls, bong? What you do?
0: I, I'll smoke. Uh, I'll
2: smoke. My
0: favorite, favorite would be a joint. Okay. There's no better way to possibly enjoy cannabis than a joint. And in my personal opinion, you know, because I think that um, you're going to get the the most experience out of that pre-roll out of, you know, you rolling your own bud because you actually get the nug, you break it down. You don't break it down too fine. And you're going to get the full taste profile of it. And you're going to get like the combustion of it because you're burning it. But at the same time, you're vaping the remaining of the joint.
2: Fuck, did I just learn something right now, bro? You took me you took me to class right now. So Keep going. Th-
0: there's a lot of things, you know, you don't want to burn it too hot cuz you're going to just essentially be, be smoking a roach the whole time, you know? So this is, I mean there's so that's for me that's like number 1. You pre-roll. It is like you you actually roll in your own joint. You get at the nug, you see it, you're like, you know, and you break it down yourself and you roll it. That's the most like connected you could possibly get with, and you could be like man this thing you'll get the full full taste profile the terpene profile you're going to feel every cannabinoid that that joint has and that that weed has you know as opposed to sometimes you just put in the bong and that you know as soon as you put the fire on it all the terps are burned everything's burned off of it so it could just be a little bit different you know but i do enjoy i do enjoy a bong load you know um But as far as like spectacular product out there, I mean, Connected makes incredible product. You know, they got like Slow Lane, they got the Alchemist, you know, you got products from,
2: I mean, just Ember Valley has good weed. Crew has great weed out there. And that's why there's a surplus of flour in the industry then, because everybody's coming out swinging. There's new businesses popping up. I'm assuming throughout people are growing more. No, And I want to know a little bit about the process on that, too.
0: They're just getting better at
2: it. Yeah. People are dedicating time, bro. People are writing books about it. Like legit, like a a manual on how to get it all done.
0: And people want to know about
2: it. Yeah, people are interested. People are interested, man. (laughs) And I I can always bring it back to what I did here because I remember homebrewing. Everybody's at home doing their thing. Boom, boom. And it's every homebrewer's dream. Like, hey, I want to open my own brewery one day. Like when you guys were at home. At one point, did those uh, visions or those goals get poured, put in front of you like, I'm home growing right now. But you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to open my own dispensary. Is that how this whole dream started? Is that how this whole business plan seed got planted? I mean, I was never in
0: the cultivation side of it. I never had a green thumb personally to be, you know, the patience and all that. They say like the best fertilizers, like the farmer's footsteps. You know, you got to be right there. That's just something I wasn't able, you know, not willing to commit to. I, I, uh, I, I, my, my uh, really just sparked, it was just my love for weed and you know, mm-hmm. my, my love for cannabis because I, you know, you're, you know, you're not the only one you're like, man, there's a need out here. People, they, uh, wouldn't it be great? I mean, it's like you have a venue and you're like, wouldn't it be epic to bring the best artists down here to Chula Vista? I mean, and essentially that's what we did, but we did it with weed, cannabis and, and vapes and gummies and, and all that, right? So, um, and, and we, you know, we we take it personal. You know, it's not uh, we we own like the victories, we own the failures of the store and everything else. You know, so we're we're in it for the long run, and uh, so we're you know.
2: Dude, you sound passionate about that, bro. You t- this is this is your pride and joy, getting this established.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's our baby. Yeah. And uh,
2: anytime I talk to you about it, I don't talk to you very often, man. Like in the last year since you opened, you're a busy dude. So I probably talked to you just a handful of times, but anytime I talk to you, the way, the, the way you get your point across your business, the, the way you talk about grasshopper and what it is, is just like, it's legit. It's like, you're telling me about your son or, or your daughter or a kid, you know, it's like, you know, man, he's in T-ball now. Oh yeah. He's doing jujitsu now. Oh yeah. Grasshopper, you know, we're, we we know we need to improve. I, 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 I take great pride in what I do. And you do, man, it oozes out. And I think that kind of leaks over into the service side, like the front of the house where you have your bud tenders and in turn, it goes to the customers. And that's probably what keeps people coming back. It's all about that. <sighs> okay, everybody's going to have a great product. What am I looking for? Ooh, customer service. It's like, I, you know, it's like I tell people about other businesses, Bank of America. You don't know the owner of Bank of America. You know, you know, the teller. That teller is everything to them. It's their Bank of America. When somebody goes to Grasshopper and they see that bud tender, they're gonna be like, oh, that's, that's Grasshopper for me. You know, like that, when I go, David, you're grasshopper to me. You know,
0: Sad. when when you have great people like that, and you'll know because I mean, you you
2: run a great establishment. When you have great people like that, they take ownership. Mm-hmm.
0: Like people will be like, "Hey, man, does that guy own it or does she own it or?" Is and that that's is a great
2: this? feeling that for you as a, as a as a manager, as an owner, as an investor, as a founder, it's like they're an extension of me and they're representing me well.
0: Absolutely, you know, and, and they take pride and they're there, they're prepared and and it's been, we started at a interesting time with COVID and everything else that, or, you know, the like shortly post COVID where people were getting back into the workforce, people were getting back into that grind. So, I mean, David has really filtered from, from, uh, from a lot of people that had come in, you know, past, past, and uh, past employees or whatnot. And I feel that the core team that we have is, uh, is is like a reckon to be,
2: to be dealt with. Bro, forty six employees, forty six staff, strictly for Grasshopper. The location, that is intense, man. Good on you. That's forty six jobs for people here in the community. When you break it all down, those are forty six people who are employed and have a, a, a place of employment because of you guys, because of what you guys started here in Chula Vista and will continue to grow. Is there future plans for growth, expansion in Chula Vista, outside of Chula Vista?
0: There's never anything off the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, our focus is, is on what we have on our plate, which is Chula Vista. When opportunities come, they present itself. If, if we feel that we could make the same type of impact, you know, as we're making now without taking away, then, you know, that, that's something certainly to consider, you know, but um, right now, I think that there's still a lot that we could, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more business, I think, that we could actually do here. There's a lot more people that I think
2: still don't know about grasshopper. And How do you promote market the cannabis industry and, and grasshopper? Are there rules? Are there things that you kind of have the guidelines that you have to abide by on how you promote weed or uh, the, the, the dispensary? Sure.
0: I mean, it's a multifaceted
2: approach. Because we'll go through print media,
0: we'll go through social media, we'll go through the radio and and things like that. Um, Handing out flyers, you know, direct type of um, promotion through, you know, handing out a flyer or something like that. But um, yeah, there's, there's restrictions, you know, there's things that because of, you know, you can't pass it out to kids, obviously you can't be in in, uh, some areas which would be of sensitive use and, and you know rightfully so there's i mean i think there's a time and place for everything i think also
2: that's why our location is so is so good because it's you know it's uh you're in an industrial area yeah we're in an industrial you're nowhere area. near like you know uh schools which i know was a big issue when we opened the brewery here especially since we're like in the community we're in the neighborhood so I'm assuming you guys fall under those same guidelines. Like you can't open in front of a school. You can't open in front of what else?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't really, we didn't have to deal with it. And that's just, that was.
2: Prime location. One
0: one obstacle less, you know. And, and another thing is that we had tons of parking and people are in and out of there. So people know that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to spend an hour at, at at the dispo, you know, when they got something else. It's quick buy. and easy. But um yeah, there's restrictions to it and you know we try to abide by the law, you know, as as, as much as we can. We we want we did everything. you know, we've done everything by the book. We started when we should have started, you know, when the race started when the gun you know, when the gunshot went
2: off, that's when we started running. And, and you haven't stopped, man. Yeah. You legitimately had just had your one year anniversary, felicidades a los matos aquí de Grasshopper Oh my god. One year on April twentieth. And here we are still going strong. Momentum keeps increasing. I'm excited, man. I mean, it's, it's been awesome to, to be able to at least like work with you guys, you know, and, and be a part, have you guys be a part of what we do. And in turn, you know, like be a part of what you guys do. April 20th came. Tell me about the anniversary party itself, man. What, what, did you guys have artists there? Did you guys have food, specials?
1: It was fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had DJs, tacos, tosti locos, Hawaiian shaved ice, um, games to play, candy, awesome deals. 420 is the weed um, weed Christmas, basically.
2: Why? Well, tell me the background of, of 420, bro. weed Hanukkah.
1: Weed Christmas.
2: Yeah, but what, how, how did 420 become what it is, 420? Is it like a special day or? I mean, I think there's a couple of urban, like, urban legends surrounding it, right? And
0: they're like, wow at 420 after school or something like that. Um, You know, to be quite honest, I'm not exactly Uh sure, but I know what last that I heard it was like a group of high school students up in the Bay or something like that would get together at 420 after, you know, everything was said. Yeah, because we grew up knowing, oh, 420, 420.
2: But I was just kind of like that yeah, ignorant I mean, kid in the background. I mean, like, yeah, 420. yeah, yeah, four, I mean, 420. 420 was
0: maybe, <laughs> it was like before my time. Isn't? Uh-huh. You know, but just like you, we knew what was up.
2: You know, I knew it was a 420. I just, I never knew what it was. I still fucking don't know. I don't think you know Andy shit. Or oh, last time I heard, I mean, is this. <laughs> right. Somebody's got to look that up. Somebody's going to have to look that up and, and report back to me. Looking at you, David, the black belt.
1: Somebody's shaking their head right <laughs> It's a weed holiday. It is a weed you holiday, know? man. Smoke it, at 420 and is that an everyday thing smoking at 4:20? I mean 4:20 You try, you know, 4:20 yeah. in the 420 morning. Only if you're a grinder, a. bro. <laughs> Shit. Um but yeah, it was a good party. Um it was our way of giving back to our customers. We had DJs going all day. Employees were hanging out, you know, we, it was it was a good, good vendors coming good time, through. you know, vendors hanging out. It was just more of a celebration, you know. For our customers, for our employees, for our ownership, for everybody, for all the support team, you know, just to give back and just tell them thank you for the awesome year we had.
2: We're nothing without the community that we operate in, man. Real talk. I think we're both very uh, fortunate to call Chula Vista home. And in turn, I feel like the community reciprocates. They show us the same love, man. They love supporting businesses when they know you're from Chula Vista. You're, You're from like the South Bay. You're from the place where you put your flag up. I know I do, man. I mean, when I'm going down a, a list of like, oh, we're gonna go eat, or oh, let's go eat this, I'd be like, you know what? Well, wait, there's one here too. Let, let's let's go there. You know, like I, I like Lolitas. Like Lolitas is a prime example for me, man. I mean, <laughs> Spend- the Far fans are Spending awesome.
0: Our money in the, in the hood, right? Yeah, man. The
2: Far fans are awesome. They're from here. Yep, they're the homies. They're the homies. You know? So that's she- where I mean, for me, it's like when people are, oh, where's your spot? Like,
1: Salolitas, way. Chula you know, Vista, Chula Vista owned and operated. You know,
2: when people ask for beers, I expect them to eat.
1: three-punk gales.
2: When people say, oh, you know, where can I get the cans?
1: <laughs> Grasshopper.
2: Yep. You know, like I feel like those
1: kinds of questions, the answers are right there for them. Yeah, I mean, I live, I live right up, yeah. right up the block. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah. you see me one wheeling. I see, with my yeah, I see you skating time. all the time with you the know? fam. Work in Chula Vista. Live in Chula Vista. Our kids go to school in Chula Vista. Our kids train in Chula Vista. We train jujitsu in Chula Vista. We live, breathe.
2: I like Chila how you pointed Vista. at me and said we, bro. Soon. You know, I'm,
1: I'm going to soon come back. I'm going to soon come back. You're still there. You're <laughs> I still there. Go, we. <laughs> you're going to make a comeback. It I is. Bl- oh, I for sure. I do. Thank you, man. I'm going to do it for sure. That's, it. No that, and our employees, you know, most of our employees are from Chula Vista. We're here for, for Chula Vista, you know? And, and I think that's why they're here for you. And that's you're, what it is. Yeah. You know, they get your back. That's the difference. You know, we, you can get anywhere, you know, but- where are you going to spend your dollar? You know, where are you going to support your, where are you going to support? Now your- more
2: than ever. That's all we hear, right? Support local, support small. So, and if people do. 100%. I really think people do, man. I I Like the Chula Vista Brewery, busy. Three Pugals, busy. The Manhattan, busy. Elwood, busy. Lolitas. That was, I think people are very connected to businesses open within their city that are owned and operated by the people within the city. It's a sense it's, it's almost, it's super communal, bro. It's super like you take pride. I take pride in businesses that are open for me. It's like, you're representing our city, man. Uh-huh. You know? So having like a grasshopper here, repping the city, you know, a LaBella, you, know, La oh, yeah. you know, we grew up going to LaBella's, bro. That's the spot. That's the spot. You know, we grew up going to LaBella's. They're from Chula Vista.
1: That's what we grew up on.
2: Yeah. We went after soccer, uh, game events, T-ball, baseball, little league, LaBella, you know, that video game, we told Bella, Chula Vista owned and operated. There's something to be said about where we live here in the South Bay for people who listen, who aren't from the South Bay. It's like, we, we tend not to leave, man. I know a lot of people who leave and come back and here are back here in Chula Vista, you know? And that's that's awesome, because now, like you said, we're reinvesting back into our own community. You know, we're from here, so we kind of have a better idea of what what we think is needed in our cities. Not somebody from the outside says, you know what you guys need? You know what you should do? Or I'm gonna open a business and teach you guys. No, it's like, we're from here. So we kind of we kind of have a really good idea of what we want. In our community man
1: we make it happen you know wouldn't we bro community
2: chula vista Jiu Jitsu, aqui alianza aqui like all of these places and it's funny because it's not something like like you grow up like oh i need to go there but now that i'm older and we're in this game of of owning businesses here in chula vista it for me i pay close attention to that now you know like where are you going to spend your dollar where is it where is it going you worked hard for this dollar you know I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it and use it somewhere where they're repping our city, repping our town, doing it right and giving back to the community. Cause you guys are very involved in the community. Tell me a bit of some of the athletes that you guys sponsor.
1: Uh, well, one of our main uh, sponsors, is Victoria Vortex. She watch out for that name. She's, yeah. she's electric. She's awesome. She's uh, she used to wrestle for team USA. Um, she's transitioning over to MMA, training jujitsu, training stand up. She trains a little bit at victory, a little bit at Alliance, you know, as you know, San Diego's a hotbed for MMA. The perfect spot for her to get better.
2: Tell um, us a little bit before you go further into that about you and your MMA background. I want people thinking you're just some dude off the couch and just spouting off information. Homie, oh, you put into the time. What is your current rank, sir?
1: I'm a black belt. Get it? Training about 17 years now. Um, it's it just flew by at this point, you know. But now your family's in it. My family's in everything. You know everything that. You know, I got lots of good stuff in life because of jiu all the relationships, you know. That's, that's such the, a, a positive. That's the biggest thing I got. From and me. I get that. It's the most popular
2: uh, uh, piece that people tell me about. What do you love about Jiu-Jitsu, bro? It's opened so many doors. Yeah. It's done this for me. It's done that for me. Just the camaraderie. Jiu-Jitsu saved my the, life. People the, fuck around and say it, but I, I hear it from enough people. I'm like, yeah,
1: I'm thinking you're right. Yeah, the relationships, you know, the experiences and the people you meet. You know, f- farther outweigh you know all the techniques I learned, and you know, obviously, it's awesome to be a black belt. And you know, well,
2: yeah, man. I, every time I see you around town, Third Avenue, you have that thing draped around your neck, bro. <laughs> it's like you're almost <laughs> waiting for people to, hey, um, sir, what's that around your neck? Oh, th- this thing. This is my black belt. That's a lie. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <That's> not true. <laughs> No, but yeah, man. When I, think, when I think of grasshopper, when I think of you specifically, David, when I think of you, all I think is jujitsu and weed. Like those are the two biggest components that I know about you, man. I like that. I right? Like that. It's like, I,
1: I see no shame in that. That's, There's no lies detected. <laughs> family jujitsu weed, really, you know. I, weed's a big, you know, also work, you know, but that's my life. You know? Family first. Tell
2: me about the family dynamic, the family life. And operating the dispensary, the normalization of selling weed for a living legally, you know, like what is all, what is the whole stigma? What is the whole family dynamic? How much time do you usually have with the family? Because you spend a lot of time at the dispensary. I'm looking at you, Black Belt David.
1: Well, I'm pretty hands-on. You've always seen that, you know, even with like my son got a, a good amount of my time growing up. Um, just because our fin- financial situation, I was teaching jiu-jitsu, I would take him with me all the time. I would put him on the mat. He started training at three, but he really started training when he could walk. You know, he was always on the mat with me, you know, and that was basically his babysitting the whole time. And now— um, Raised on a mat, bro. Um, I just, you know, I just get up early. I have to get up early make it happen. I'm usually up by four in the morning, into the shop by five. You know, I can work, I work, I can work 12 hours and still get out in time to go do the wrestling thing, the dad thing, pick them up from their, from their grandmas, take them to wrestling. You know, I also help, I used to teach jujitsu, very familiar with teaching kids. Um,
2: it gives you patience dealing with 46 employees, you think, or what? Like how approaching the, the, the management of, of personalities and everything. Cause you're right, man. Uh, that jujitsu class for the little kids. Fucking bananas! I was just talking that to my wife. Bro, days. it's like it's like wrangling little ducks, man. You're hurting sheep. You're just like, okay, no, don't get over here. No, no, get here. No, no, get to Pay attention,
1: and no, put them down. And that's not the move we're working on. <laughs> I was just talking to my wife about that last uh, last night, you know. And I loved all the kids I taught. You know, there's just some that test you a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, for know? sure. With jujitsu uh, and combat sports, it's very difficult to get a kid to do it if they don't want to do it. And if ki- if a kid doesn't want to do it, that's it. You got to pull them. That's it. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people, like a lot of parents, would just drop them off and you know forget about them. And here I am, you know. You were the babysitter. Dad, you dad, were David, the babysitter. <laughs> daddy daycare <gasps> slash oh, jiu jitsu. You know, so those times were a little tough, you know. But you know, I have I have a lot of patience now. Because oh, yeah. of it, you, know? you can't and have also,
2: black. You can't be a black man without patience. And I
1: also worked in clubs a lot, so I'm dealing with a lot of. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, that's right. You worked at the Elwood pool. <laughs> the, yeah, I worked for really you. You did, Elwood. you did like a that. weekend,
2: dog. You did one weekend no, no, and then no, you dipped no. it out. Like, you, that was like two months. Two, was it two months? Yeah. Shit, bro, yeah, It was a good time. You're a man of like. I'm mad at many layers, which is why I think all oh, you fucking jujitsu guys are awesome, man. Like, I don't think I've made one lame jujitsu guy here in Chula Vista. I like, I think all of you guys like have like, diff- there's like police officers, there are business owners, there's accountants, bro. There's like uh, lawyers, there's, there's everything. There's teachers. I'm like, holy shit. There's what else? I'm
1: gonna peel the onion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then you just kind of keep peeling back and it's like, it's, it, it's awesome. You bring an awesome dynamic to to, to the shop.
1: We're a tight knit community. Yes. You, know? you On the mat, you can get together with a pastor. Mm-hmm. A doctor, Mm -hmm. a lawyer, uh, a ex-con, you know, ex-drug dealer, Mm -hmm. you know, and on the mat, everybody's the same, you know, everybody's the same and the mat never lies. No, bro. You you can't hide on the mat. Nope. Everybody's the same. Everything is exposed. You know, especially in this day and age, you know, it's really easy to hide and talk shit and fucking on the mat. (laughs) Talk shit now. (laughs) Talk shit now. (laughs) And, eh, you know, leave your ego out the door, Mm -hmm. go in there, learn some stuff. And then leave a better person, you know. All right, fool, I'm coming back.
2: Okay. All right, I'm, I'm coming back. You don't have to sell me on jujitsu. I just it's fucking COVID and all that just kind of uh derailed me and coming back. But is that kind of excitement of everybody I talk to who does jujitsu and is like at your level and like, at your level obviously black belt. But as soon, I feel like as soon as you cross over into the blue belt world, you start taking it serious because you know what it took to get to that level. You know, there's a sense of like, like of of like welcome to the group. You've passed the first level. The, you, are, you are officially a jujitsu practitioner.
1: The community and yeah, no, nothing makes me happier. Um, there's this ideology, old school versus new school. You know, old school Brazilians wouldn't teach their students everything because they don't, wouldn't want their students to know what they know. You know, and I love sharing my shit. Everything. You know? I love sharing everything because that's only going to make me better. Mm-hmm. I have to protect myself. You know, this guy caught me the other day. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm fucking proud of that. You know, that's only going to make me get better. Get it, dog. You know, so I'm going to give everything when I'm coaching and give me everything. Give it to me. Tap me out. Come after me, you know?
0: He's an open up Pandora's box.
1: I did. This is this is what I see at Grasshopper, though, bro. Look at Man,
2: earlier there may be a little stone. Maybe maybe we're still in the clouds. <laughs> I think you're coming back down now, David. Sorry, sorry. Hey, Benita, welcome. Hey, um... But yeah, fuck it, this guy got all hype right now, bro. He just started talking about jujitsu. He's gripping the microphone, bro. like hey, I'm like, Jesus Christ, hell yeah. But this is
1: what he brings. Yeah, tying it back to uh, you know, the work balance, work family balance, you know, you just gotta make time for it. You know, yeah. discipline equals freedom. You know, if you just wake up a little bit earlier, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, no complaints, you know, you can do both. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail.
2: 100%. That's 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 the one thing that I feel like Keeps me going. All right, cool. We got it. What's next? What's next? How about you? Tell me a little bit of background. How many kiddos you got? How old are they? What do they think of of daddies like running, running a dispensary? Depending on their age, they must be the fucking cool kids at school. Depending on the age. Right. Unless it's like a five, six year old. You fucking, what's um, going on here?
0: <laughs> I have, uh, you know, my wife, Melissa, but we have two epic kids. My daughter, Riley, she's 12 wrapping up uh, her sixth grade and um couldn't be proud of her you know so responsible so considerate kind loving quick witted you know like compassionate just epic kid you know her mom has done a spectacular job and um my son dude andy he's nine guys like a he's like a shining light you know just lights up a room and uh Yeah, man. It's a, it's a great time raising a family. It couldn't, I mean, I'm, I'm loving being a dad. It's like the best time of my whole life.
2: That's so true, man. You, you just encompass what it is to be a dad though. You know, you just, your face lights up when you talk about the kiddos.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you, and you try to, everybody needs their time, right? Everybody needs like attention. Everybody needs like their, their, their dad, right. Or, you know, so you know, you try to moderate, you, you try to spend your days as wise as you can. So like David, so that, you know, you got, you spend time with your family and, and everything else, you know? So, um, I, I try to get up pretty early too, so I could kind of hit the, hit the day running. Yeah. And, and if you want to come, if I, if I want to do something for myself, generally it's got to be in the morning. Okay. Because if it's going to be important to me, then I got to knock it out in the morning because it might not be it might the not most important day. Yeah. It might not be important at, for the day, but it's important to, for me, you know? So I got, if I want to knock it out, I got to do it in the morning. Like if I want to go, uh, before I used to roll quite a bit in the morning, now I'm spending a little bit more time like surfing when I can in the morning. And it's like an epic way to just get your day started.
2: You it's know? a release it's like yes. a, it's, a, it's a pellet cleanser you get up and it's like let's get this new day fresh and
0: you got like a sense of accomplishment pretty yeah early and you have a different perspective on things because you had like a little bit of sense of accomplishment already in the morning you know it just uh it's a good way to uh, it's a good way for myself to live
2: surfing like. jujitsu, operating the business
0: David over here since you had the last podcast you're like, oh David the black belt David the black, and I had played off that because this guy right here dude, he's like a he's like a fish in the water you know so I'm like, David, Black Manta. <laughs> He's like, that Aquaman's like bad guy, you
2: know? So I'm like, Oh, David, Black Manta. He gets down, bro. How old are your kids? How many kids do you have? Nine and five. Nine and Boy five. And Boy and girl, man. And they, and they know what daddy does for a living, hanging out at the dispensary, the grasshopper, or are they still too little to... Uh,
1: my son, uh, it's a funny story. We're driving down H on the way home from practice, and he was like, dad, I know what you do. Damn! The light went over, on. And I'm like... It comes, you know, and he's all. I know you sell cannabis, but I don't know what cannabis is. There it is. (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) That's (laughs) the best fucking. (laughs) The the explanation is going to come soon enough, you know. I mean, he's getting to that age where he's starting to hang out with older kids, you know. Just, but just education, you know, educating him, and just telling him about the responsibilities of it and all that. The
2: game has changed. 100. The game
1: has completely changed. And we were talking earlier about
2: we're like the last generation. I feel like the legitimate had any sense of pushback or barrier between our parents, ourselves and weed, like what they thought about it when we did, like my parents were still old school. So they weren't really, you know, that was something that they were never really about. And for them, like fortunately I, I never really did a lot of it. I, I, I played in bands and if anything, I drank, but it was never really hardcore into smoking a lot of weed. So they, it was never really an issue for me, but I know some of the homies, and them smoking weed and their parents, it was just a big clash, bro. Like, no, no, no. We were that last generation, I think. Because now looking down from us to our kids, was not way. You know, I feel like it would be hypocritical for me to say, no, 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 you don't do this, you don't do that. Education, education, education. As long as the kids know we teach the next generation, like, how, how to handle this kind of a, 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 of a flower or a joint or a pre-roll or a vape pen or an edible, man. And like with education, I feel like it just, be, it's, it's normalized. This industry has normalized and you guys are playing a big part in the actual normalization of this industry from day one, when you open to like current day where you guys are, has there been like a certain stigma, like a negative stigma point of view? And if so, did it disappear now after one year?
1: I think it's got a lot better. You know, I don't think it's ever been terrible since we opened, Good. you know, um, normalization, you know, legalization, uh, it's, it's bound it's bound to happen everywhere, mm, you know? Mm. And I know firsthand, you know, my mom's really old school and, you know, didn't want me drinking or anything, you know, would have died if I caught- What's me. the ethnicity? Uh, Mexican. Mexican? Old school. Why did you think you were Cuban, fool? Uh, half Mexican, half Cuban. She's Mexican. My, my dad- Take it
2: easy, be Cuban. real. Take it um, easy, be real. You ain't fucking- i <laughs>
1: you know, My brother's border patrol. Uh-huh. You know? So you, you see how it can get a little tough, you know? But even there, they're coming around. You know, my brother's really supportive. My mom's really. Is that a supportive. conflict in the house? No, no, no. It, at first. At first, you know, I could see how it'd be like, some, some rough it water. It's just a far stretch. You know, uh-huh. I came from. I had just finished nursing school at the time, you know. That's like, right. Hey, mom, you know, mom, brother, I'm not going to do nursing anymore, you know. So that was just a little bit of a change for them. You know, they expected me me to be a nurse. And, you know, that was a little bit of a shock for them. But again, they're very supportive. They're kind of To support to, to now, like today. Now they see the the value
2: and and everything they're probably like
1: damn never mind the value and it's this is this is just the it's beginning more that's
2: more, what i'm saying you know, is, yeah. it's just the
1: beginning this is in its infant <laughs> stages you know it's like cause, like, like we said it, the more normal it gets you know it's not it's going to be a power that can't be stopped andy
0: it was just more reefer madness you know? yeah. just like you're going to jump out of a window if you smoke a joint right
2: eres un marihuano hey Pinchy loser. Pinchy burnout. It was a stigma. That was that once upon a time. That was a stigma. That, that was the outlook on, on on weed and people who smoked it. Not anymore, dog. And it, you guys are you have been riding that wave yeah, to normalization.
0: I think uh, just slowly but surely people got exposed to the truth about yeah. cannabis. You know, you're not going to. There's many benefits, you know. There's tons of benefits. Chances are you're gonna relax. You're gonna have fun. You're not gonna hurt anybody, right? It's a lot more, less impactful than other drugs that you could do. And if anything, we've seen like an older crowd who's like never consumed cannabis in any fashion, you know, kind of like been have their like you know curiosity peak. Yeah, they're, they're
2: intrigued, like, oh, bro. They're poking around, I'm like, hey, try what's something, you know? Yeah, to yeah. Like a
0: dummy. I'm gonna try a cookie. Yeah. Gonna, you know, and um and it's and it's awesome because. You know, people coming in, you're gonna get people from all from everywhere. You know, you're gonna get the expert, you're gonna people that know more than you, oh, have you tried this, this, and the other? And you're gonna know people that need and you're gonna have people that need a little bit of guidance, and then you're gonna have those first people in there, those very first people ever, they're like, Man, I'm mean, it's the first time ever. What do you suggest? I wanna get high or I just wanna feel good, or you know, I'm looking for pain relief
2: or whatever it is. Wait, I tell people it's like when we opened here, we were like the Fisher Price of Breweries. Meaning like we're their first fucking experience at a brewery. This is their first time going into a brewery, looking at a board and all there is is beer. And they turn around and like, oh shit, that's where the beer is made. Oh, these are the beers you have and you guys all made them here. Like we were their first experience to that actually being something they did. They look up, they see a lager, a double IP, a stout, an oatmeal stout, a sour, a seltzer. And it's like, so our main objective is like, all right, it's time to simplify everything light beers you know so here, these are the light beers that you would probably raise drinking all of us you like corona tecate modelo pacifico bud light coors light all the lights you know boom that's this category so we just felt like we had to present that in that way man i'm you guys are that i'm assuming based on what you're telling me it's like you're bringing in people who have never even tried cannabis don't know anything about it and you're holding their hand like through their first uh their first experience with it and that's a big deal you know, you're their first, you're their first like uh, guide in, into the, the forest of fucking weed, bro.
0: Yeah, man. There's a lot of trust there. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and you've gained that. Like moving forward, they're gonna come back and be like, "Nah, man, I go to grasshopper. They, they taught me. They took me through the fucking weeds there, literally."
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, it's epic to be able to have that experience. Have all those different people coming in and have a little bit of everything every single day. You know, every I mean, every day is a new day. So it's, um, man, it's, uh, it's
2: like David could tell you it's a dream come true. You know, it's like having a 12 year old, like we were talking right now to David, the black belt, like his nine year old had the epiphany where he said, Hey daddy, I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, I don't know, you know, how about your 12 year old? Does she poke around? Does she know her thoughts, family thoughts, all the support? What did you do before this life?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I mean, my daughter, Man, she is uh, she's smarter she's smarter than daddy already at 12. You know? Good. And so she she hasn't personally brought it up like hey dad whatever, but I mean she sees my gear, she has a great understand, you know. I mean, she certainly could read between the lines there, you know. And uh, we're, I'm not secretive about it. It's just a topic that hasn't come up on a one-on-one conversation with her, but it's not something that generally that I'm trying to avoid with her, you know. Um, but it's just something that, you know, personally she hasn't asked me. But yeah, man. It, I, I feel that it is. Uh, I, I don't have any negative stigma on cannabis. I'm extremely proud to to have the dispensary. Were, you,
2: were your parents supportive from the beginning when you were younger, or did they kind of grow into that role as you guys got older?
0: Oh no, I mean, they've. I mean, my parents hated weed growing up. You know, I went to like. I remember going to college. I did like Summer Bridge over at a, at at a San Diego State you know, like a little two week or a month program before you actually go to, to, to college. And, um, when I came back home, they like found my bong under my, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, it was just like sitting on my desk when I got home. I'm like, oh shit. You know, but, um, yeah, they've never had, they've never liked it, you know? And, uh, and, you know, I had, I've, I've had a successful business here in, in, uh, in San Diego and Chula Vista previously. So they were like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? You know, why now, you know, what did you do before? Um, well, I have a, a, I, I sell um, consumer packaged goods. So anything that you'll find at a grocery store, at a pharmacy, at a CVS, Walmart, Walgreens, you know, Safeway, Kroger, Ralph's, things like that. 7-Eleven. Um, I have a, I have a, a business where I'm a distributor and I sell personal care
2: items, household goods, laundry care. So you were a business owner in Chula Vista even before. Right. Does something like that help you when you're applying for a license to open a dispensary in Chula Vista? Like when you ta- I want I kind of wanted to get the background on that too, on how.
0: Well, I mean, you have, I had a track record,
2: right. Of uh,
0: being able to, to, to run a business, you know, and it's, I mean, um, I, and, So, so yes, I mean, I, in my business now, I think we're covering something like 5,000 points of sale in the United States, you know, um, where I'm delivering nationwide. Nice. And I also have a distributorship in Mexico, in Baja California. So from Tijuana to Cabo San Lucas, I'm distributing, you know, chocolate, beverages, personal care items, feminine hygiene products, a big array of different products to stores in, in Mexico as well. So, you know, I, ha- I had a good understanding. I had a good understanding of how to develop like a business plan, how to be able to execute. And you only are as good as the people that
2: you have. For, yeah, that's correct. It's
0: like, say Steve says, oh, you know what? I'm going to sell three punks. He sells it tomorrow, but Boom. he takes his team with him. He's like, oh, dude, I opened up another one. Because as long as you got like your team, and you got your soldiers with you and you could do anything. You yeah. could do it again. You could do it even better.
2: Once you figure out that initial template, bro, yeah. you can start reapplying that same, t- especially if it's successful. Especially for that template that you created the first time. is like, boom, 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 this worked. You know what? This didn't work. Tweak that, boom. Then you got that all-important template from a project that you did and worked. You can take that template and more often than not, reapply it, re- redo it. Yeah. Put it in another industry. It'll say do the same thing, work. Because it, it is, man. I feel like 75% of it is who you surround yourself with in, in your business, and your establishment, and how you operate. Everything else is logistics and just getting it done.
0: Yeah, it's it's executing on your game plan and you have to have a game plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You gotta be like, okay, well what I wanna
2: accomplish and how am I gonna go
0: about it? And if you don't, it's just like you're going in the middle of it and you're like, Okay, we're gonna see what happens. Yeah. You're not like Sometimes
2: it's not the right time to do that kind of shit, bro. <laughs> it's not not when business and money is involved, you know?
0: You gotta set yourself up for yeah, success. Yeah. And the way that you do that is by having a
2: game plan, you know. All right.
0: So we were able to do that. You know, we we took everything serious like, from from the very beginning, you know, from the application, from the business plan to the security plan of, you know, how we're going to give back, of who we're bringing in, of what kind of image we want to cultivate, what kind of culture we want to cultivate, and ultimately, like, how we want to be seen by the community, you know, and um, so having a little bit of that background, we were able to, you know, able to put this plan together for for Grasshopper and... Here we are, you know, a year under our
2: belt. That's awesome, brother.
0: And, uh,
2: and I mean, we're, we're running a, a million miles an hour, so. But you're keeping up you're, and you're kind of, you're setting the path. Again, you guys are the first motherfuckers to do it legally in Chula Vista. So there's no template. There's no, like, guide on this is what we do next in this industry now. We're going to go ahead and do this. Like, you guys are doing it on your own. You've got that, found, that that firm foundation with your staff. You've got the template from your success in, in, in previous ventures. You've got all the tools to make it happen, and you're fucking doing it. You know, you're doing the thing. You're doing the thing that a bunch of little kids grew up wanting to do.
1: Imagine if you could sell weed for a
2: living, dude. Imagine if you can sell weed, and fucking, and not get in trouble. Like you, you're doing that. You know, and the first ones to do it here, the people who, who have businesses here, like the like you mentioned, the and Nash and the Holistics. Are they from Chula Vista? Are they outside Chula Vista? Is it just because some of these names are very familiar? But is there any other homegrown uh, dispensary currently?
1: March Nash's flagship, flagship—they're uh, all over San Diego, but their flagship store is in Mission Valley. Okay, okay. Um, and then Tor- uh, California Holistics—they were Tory Holistics—they're like up there in like PB area, Tory Tory Pines area. Um, but yeah, so you guys are kind of legit homegrown. Homegrown, homegrown? There it is, bro. We're
0: drinking the tap.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pedo. La manguera fuera.
2: Man pasa nada, bro. Man pasa nada, bro, you nada, right?
0: Yeah, just gotta wait for that hot water to pass and then- Damn,
2: were we the last generation to do that shit too? I'm sure. Bro, we that was it. That was it. Like there was no like oh I wanna get a, a nice little seltzer water or I want a per No, bro, la manguera dog. And I but it's a hundred degrees, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get water, but it's gonna be hot. Uh-huh. So it's still gonna be it's gonna be refreshing. Full we'll watch, taste that shit. Yeah. What's Chula Vista's plan? for dispensaries and, and the growth uh, of dispensaries here in Chula Vista, do they have a fucking plan? Do they say, Oh, you know what? We're going to cap it at five or we're going to cap it at this much. And you can only do that.
1: I know they, um, capped it at a, for a certain amount of licenses. Okay. Once those licenses are, um, basically once they're, up, they're still available, and then no, 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 when they're all taken, Oh, they are once nice. They're all up and running. That's pretty much it. Unless down the road, they decide, decide to, to create switch new ones. Things up. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when we opened the brewery as well. Like, there was no breweries, bro. There was like one brewery and that was it. And it closed down and then they reopened down there at Bay Bridge. There was one brewery. so they, And I feel like Chula Vista saw that it was working in other cities, in other parts of San Diego. Like breweries, oh, you know what? They're making money. They're building revenue. Like ultimately, that is what leads a city to be like, okay, you know what? Financially fruitful if we allow these breweries to open up in Chula Vista. Chula Vista Brewery. 3punk, you know, Groundswell, Novo, Baybridge, boom, 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 boom. That's it. You know, yeah. I feel like we, we, we right now, as it relates to the brewing industry in Chula Vista is the sweet spot. You know, I, I think we have, there's room for more like tasting rooms and stuff, but as it relates to breweries, I feel like we've hit that sweet spot. You know, there's like five, five breweries that are not from Chula Vista. We're not over saturation. We have enough to cover the, the, the whole Chula Vista, a proper dog from the sea all the way to the mountains of getting close to Hamul over It's like I feel like we've got enough shit covered, but weed, there's not that many, and a lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot more people that smoke weed than drink beers. I mean, I feel like there's a lot more people that their mentality is like, you know what? I'd rather smoke weed than drink a beer. You know, there's legitimately the risks are probably they they vary, but I feel like more people are more confident now. Just I'd rather just smoke weed. I, mean, I, I smoke. Weed. I have friends who. You know they they support just the brewery and who just smoke they don't drink right. dog like they don't drink at all. But Zakira I'm looking at one of them right now, it's David right. the black belt dude, abstinence. Come on, you don't drink. No, of that. <laughs> Yo, wait a second, dog.
0: He's like, don't go there.
2: So yeah, man, I, it'd be interesting to find out like what, what the future holds for dispensaries because now obviously they've seen they've seen that okay, you know what? Financially, we can gain. You know, uh, risks minimal since probably there's so many laws and rules and guidelines that you guys have to abide to. To pretty much minimalizing the risk, you know, because you guys have to have security on premise. And obviously you just keep an eye on how everything works. And I said, there's not many violent potheads, dog. I don't think I've ever seen a, a violent pothead. It's, it's usually like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up mm, next week. You know, it's like, it's like none, I, I haven't really seen anybody get super hype and do what well, I like because jujitsu. I know I used to smoke before I did jujitsu. If I were just to kind of like, I need to clear my mind. I don't, I don't want to focus on anything else, but not getting choked to fucking death. So I'm going to just smoke and focus on not getting choked today.
1: Boom. It's fun to smoke and roll. We we uh, do bowls and rolls Tuesdays and Thursdays. Bowls and rolls. Bowls and and rolls. What kind of membership do you need to go and do that? It's a little garage training. All right. All right. Ah, private. Secret location. Yeah. Shit, Always bro. invited.
2: Oh, okay. Perfect.
1: <laughs> bowls and rolls, bro. Oh, yeah. We just we uh, pack
2: the
0: fat bong loads. Start ripping them.
1: Uh-huh. Review some weed. Good weed. Yeah.
2: There you go. R&D, bro. Research and development. 100%. Two of us that deserve the best, the finest product made in all of the lands. Is it only in California where people we can buy product from?
1: That's how, yeah. That's okay. How so California weed, California products, California brands sell to California. We can like all the way up north, all the way up down south. That's the region we can buy from. Okay. Technically. Yeah.
2: Nice. I see how you threw technically and winked a little at I me. Mean, what the fuck no, was that? No.
1: <laughs> you gave me something.
2: Man. No, man, I don't Oh, man i I don't envy the person who has to review all of these laws and all these guidelines and rules that you gotta abide by I'm pretty sure both of you pretty much shoulder the load on as it relates to that but you probably have a legal team that goes in there and shoots everything down because man this is first first time doing it you know yeah, it's first, too much first to
0: review yeah
2: so you got to have somebody there kind of being the eyes and the ears for you man
0: yeah I mean there's uh we have a good legal team we got a you know extensive team on all fronts. I know a lot of times you just you know you're not all, you know, a lot of times, but just every time you've met with David and I, but, uh, yeah, man, we have a good team from like the ground up, you know, um, in just finance, you know, say, no, 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 you can't do that right now. You know, maybe next week, things like that. And, uh, and you need those people, you know, you need everybody to be able to say, to, to be executing, you know? And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, um,
2: Bowl and roll. My fucking brain got stuck on that.
0: On the bowls and roll.
2: Bowl and roll, bro. Oh, yeah, man. You got to come oh, get that. I have a patch. Get that, one is, is, you, you made a patch for it? Oh, shit. you got to forward that. The bowl and roll patch. Nice. So, what? You're like a private instructor of one now, dude? Look at you. You're like Tom Hagen from The Godfather. Oh,
1: we got a we gotta Oh, go. no. There's crew. a crew.
2: There's a crew? There's yeah. a crew. What the fuck is this? Like a fight club? What am I? Guys. I just can't be, talk about it. Beat after. up on me. I'm ready. Cruise in, man. No, 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 cierto. Como crees me matan. I've rolled with you before, fool. I can't do nothing. You fucking just there. You're just like a blanket, man. I can't. I can't get away from you. I can't move. Obviously, because I'm ignorant in jujitsu, duh. But it just seems like dang, Vista is such a hotbed for jujitsu. Why? How does that happen? How long has that been around? San Diego.
1: Yeah, you know? but uh, honestly, it started with. Um, I think a big move was Elias going from Victory to Chula Vista. Look the, at how he lights up when he talks about jiu-jitsu, bro. Yeah, there was, look at him. There, were, there was nobody down in Chula Vista. Um, aside from that, Alliance MMA, MMA train, big, yeah. Big reason Chula Vista blew up. Um, Jeremy Stevens, my mm-hmm. Cruz, Phil Davis, Phil Davis, all, is, all the homies though. Look at okay. him. Phil Davis is one of my son's wrestling coach. Benita, yeah. that's right. He teaches at Benita yep. too.
2: So as I told wife, he was like, we got to go back to Benita. Or we got, we got to move the kids over there when they get to like middle school and high school. Cause
1: you got to feel Dave's as a coach in wrestling. That's next level, bro. Yeah. It's, you know, everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be in San Diego. You know, it's real. A lot of Brazilians came to San Diego because it's real similar to Brazil. You know, the, yeah. the weather, the weather, just know? the way the laid back mentality. Yeah, so.
2: But man, it's weird. Cause now they're jujitsu for kids has become one of those things like. T-ball or Little League for kids, or or, or like AYSO for kids. It's become one of those top-tier activities or or, or or sports that you enroll kids in. Which is common. It's very common now, bro. It, it's very common down here in Chula Vista, and it's weird because like I never did, I did fucking Taekwondo for like three years, man. You know, and that was it. I was like, all right, cool. Well, what am I gonna do with this? But Jiu is like that's life.
0: The access
2: to just good schools, you know. Yeah, for Chula the
0: Jiu Jitsu right next door. You know. You, yeah. I
2: mean, I don't have to leave third, bro. I always fuck around, and I tell people it's like. I don't leave north of the 54 like Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's it. I don't I, there's nothing for I, everything I need is here. They you know everything we need, everything we do is in, is in Chula Vista, which is kind of cool. It's like I like that like what like when you talk about there was nothing here when the Jujitsu spot opened in Chula Vista, true. There was nothing here before a bunch of us decided to open up spots here in Chula Vista as well. True. You know, like Chula Vista Brewery, tasting Rooms, 3rd Avenue Ale House, the Grindhouse. There was nothing like that before. There was nothing like you guys before you decided to open up here true again you know so it's like right now in chula vista and I, and i know it's because i've been talking to some of the the mayoral candidates you know we're, we're in an election time and and we're looking for a new mayor and i tell him it's like i feel we've been a fucking sleeping giant for a long time a, a lot of people just kind of like oh chula vista oh the town that connects mexico to san diego pretty much you know it's like they lump the whole south bay it's like chula vista national city imperial beach sunny city that is like oh yeah you guys are all the towns before i get to tijuana or yeah you guys are all the towns before i get to the centro you know like stuff like that but now and, and it's worked in our favor for a long time being from chula Vista, bro it's like fuck cool don't come here we enjoy everything we have here you know like we got good food we got good drink we got everything good smoke we have everything now here in chula Vista, you know so it's like now people are paying attention they always i always see news articles or or clip on the internet about oh chula Vista, awesome boy now all this now bayfront here in chula Vista, boom. oh legal dispensary a grasshopper here in chula boom. boom, boom, boom. It's like, I, oh, shit, I think people have fucking finally discovered what Chulavis is all about. You yeah, you're raising some
0: eyebrows for sure.
2: Underestimated by everybody but people what's up? from Chula. People don't believe me, bro. Know what's up. People don't believe me when Best I say, bro. Food. Yeah. I say we are often overlooked and just underestimated. And I think we kind of like enjoy that role. I don't know. I, uh, for me personally, I enjoy the underdog mentality. It pushes me. It makes me feel, oh, really? You're mixing dog? You're going to open a brewery? Chula Vista, nobody drinks craft beer. All there is is Mexicans. All there is, there's black and, and Filipino. You guys don't drink craft beer. You guys don't know. I said, all right, cool. Fuck around and find out. We did. And now here we are and it's busy. People probably give you guys the same stigma, but Chula Vistas, we know what we like. It's like, I knew people like craft beer because I hang out with a bunch of people who are from Chula Vista and love craft beer. You're from Chula Vista. You know, everybody smokes down here. So I said, like, you know what? a dispenser would fucking kill it here fast forward a fucking year vroom, 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 vroom. a bunch of other spots are opening up fast forward here five years after the breer rush came vroom, 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 vroom. you know you got other breweries coming into town and knocking on the door hey we're gonna open up shop we have taste rooms here so it's like but at the bare bottom it's like people realize oh yeah chula Vista, man it's a huge fucking market we bridge the gap from San Diego to Tijuana now, you know, it's like, we are, people are coming here as a destination because we have good food. We got good stops. You had good things to do, man. You don't have to leave Chula Vista. And I feel like our businesses are catered to people who don't. I feel our businesses are catered to people who are proud. Like how many people, do you guys have a Chula Vista tattoo? Posers, so I feel like people like who have the t- <laughs> from Chula Vista—they rep their tattoo, the Chula Vista logo on their arm. What other city does that, man? You got to either write like Los Angeles or San Diego as a tattoo, but Chula Vista—you just got a logo. Right. It's a logo, and you see it, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's the city of Chula Vista." Emblem. Like, not many towns have that, is what I'm trying to say. There's a sense of pride and like uh, underestimated by often, and we just relish in that. I feel like, Oh, I do, man. I like that underdog mentality. It makes me like want to do something. To- beyond the best of my ability you know
0: it's uh it's a super unique place just its proximity to mexico i mean it's like the nice part of tijuana for god's sake go you know, ahead i mean the nice part of tijuana, go ahead you know what i'm saying so it just being so close to there we got an experience that other people hmm? like rarely anybody else in anywhere else in the world got you know, and...
2: We parted in Tijuana on the regular, bro.
0: It's like a gigantic hybrid market here. Yeah. Right,
2: where everybody just ebony those. Movies. Yeah, bro. Back and forth and back and forth. So I, I just always think it's weird. Like, even still, there should be more of a presence of, like, these kinds of businesses that we operate. Deeper in the South Bay. Closer to Sunny Isidro. You know? maybe Otai. There's a demand. There's a want. And I just feel like it's, like, people are just sleeping on what the South Bay does. Specifically Chula vista but... Sleep no more, bro, because the cannabis industry is here. You guys are leading the forefront. You guys are getting it done. You guys are making moves, making it happen. It's been a year to many more fucking years. How do you celebrate in the weed industry? Like in here in the, in the brewery, uh, okay, everybody grab a pint. Cheers, woo woo. How do you fucker celebrate in the weed industry? Smoke a J. All right, cool. Fuck. We're gonna, we'll go outside right now. We'll go smoke a J and we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate the, the, the longevity, the domination. The sponsoring of a fucking amazing podcast. Hey, what's up? What's, up? what's up? No, man, you guys are killing it. And I'm happy to be just like a, a, a little a little fucking bi- guideline on, on the story of Grasshopper, bro. Oh, oh, thank you, man. We knew that
0: you had, uh, you're like the central nerve right here in Chula, man, on 3rd. Cállate, had following everybody. Everybody loves you. Everybody knows 3Punks. Everybody knows Emo Brown, you know? So, and you know, you and I have roots going back in high school. Bonita High, high school,
2: school, brother. What's up, yeah. Baron for Life? What was the crew you used to roll with in high school? The I re- <laughs> Remember, there, there used to be flyers for fucking high school parties, dog. And they would say, like, Herboholics. Or they would say, like, whatever beer crew or the Finchy, whatever boys. And I was like, oh, man. I think now I'm like, my poor fucking kids are probably going to be in some weenie shit, too, when they're getting older and <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, four kegger. Free, free for ladies. Three dollars for dudes for a cup. I was like, oh man, bananas. We're parents now. We're business owners. We're Chula Vista residents. Proud forever. Under, underestimated. Maybe not anymore. Right. Maybe not anymore. We force we force people to pay attention to what we're doing down here for better, or for worse. Hopefully, it's for better. I just want I want to keep doing what you guys are doing and just keep growing it on that organic, nice, fucking positive feel. What everyone else is accustomed to in Chula Vista. Happy one year anniversary. Thank David, you. you're fucking killing it. You're amazing, David. I'm going to go. You got to invite me to the secret bowl and roll, dude. Hell yeah, come here. Cool, and you, Andy, felicidades. Thank you, brother. Killing it, holding it down, repping our town, bro. Chola. I just brought another town rapper, another compa here from the South Bay. Uh, 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 Rossi, I brought Rossi Rock on here, bro. We talked about uh, his new album and, and, and the new the new track that he dropped, South Bay. I don't know if you heard it, checked out. It. It's a, the same thing, bro. It's the same feel. He's just like from Chula Vista, from here, from the South Bay, and just wrapping it and putting it on his back. A lot of responsibility, boys. You make sure you guys do it well. Grasshopper, get down there. Thank you. Visit them.
0: Yeah. Ya lo sabes. Thanks.